God is the God of the universe. God is the God of everybody. And that is what John was referring to when he said that the one that does not love does not know God. But the confidence that you must have in the word of God from within, that deep assurance, heaven is a state of happiness which comes as a result of living a useful life. The heavenly pursuit is usefulness. The heavenly pursuit is love. The wisdom of God, it is universal. It is universal because it does not belong to a certain sect. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 7, verse 21. I find then a law. So this is a law. What is a law? A principle. It is repetitive, given the circumstance. I find then a law that this is the law. When I would do good, evil is present with me. I find then a law. So this is the law in studying myself. This is what I've come to discover. That when I would do good, it means that when I am trying to do good, or in my attempt to do good, evil is present with me. Now, this is an interesting point because in many cases we think that evil is the action. You get it? So if I don't speak well to you, if I insult you, if I take a step against you, if I fornicate, whatever the evil may be, you see. But this is an interesting point that Paul is making. That speaks to evil beyond the action. Because here is a man that is trying to do the good. So the idea here is not of one that as he's doing the good, the good was done. So as I'm about to hug you, I turn and give you a knee. So it's like I was going to hug you, then the evil inside me took over, removed the hug from there, and then I gave you my knee, or I slapped you. That's not the idea. You get it. The idea is that still what was good was done, but evil was present with him as he did it. In other words, the good which we know does not just have respect to the action, but also the motive and then the thinking is actually where his problem is. So I am trying to be nice to you and be happy for you because you have had a major breakthrough in your life, right? But I'm jealous. Do you get it? So as I'm being nice to you, that is my attempt to be good. As I'm trying to celebrate with you, I find that I'm jealous of you. Do you understand that? And it is not going. See, so you find then that in your attempt to do the good, you are happy and thankful that what is in your heart does not show. What do you think? Yes, because as you are trying to do the good, evil is present with you. Hallelujah. And this is the law. And it's an interesting point. Now, I share this with you in relation to our attempt to bring forth fruit and our desire for us to be used by God and how that our being used by God actually is tied to our spiritual transformation. I've mentioned this here before, but I want to dwell on it because even as we try to go all out for God and to step out for God, 
and to be useful for God, to be in the ministry, right? Even as we try to do that, there is a pitfall, there is a problem that if we do not reveal, if we do not highlight that problem, many of us may fall victim to that problem. There are people that think that once you set out to do the good, then you are fine. Do you get it? So as we have been called into the ministry, then find something that you'll be doing for God, then be doing it. And the idea is that it involves an action. It involves a step that you have to take. Do you get it? So maybe you have already located some few things that probably you've started doing. If you have not located anything, it means that you need another message, right? But thinking of it from what we discussed in the special program, then it means that the assumption is that you are trying to serve God. You get it. But if you are trying to serve God, there's an erroneous thinking that if you decide the good thing that must be done, right, and then you do it, then you are fine. So once you are able to do that good, then you are fine. It's like a teacher. Once you are able to go to class every day to teach your children, then you are fine. It's like a doctor. Once you're able to go to the hospital to see your patients every day and to prescribe things for them, you are fine. But the idea is that the action itself is one aspect of the good that is being done. And it's actually the least in terms of quality. Just that it serves as the external house for the actual good. In other words, the action is the home for the real spiritual entities, which has to do with your motive and then your thinking. Please understand that. So here Paul is saying that as he's doing the good in the action, he finds that in his motive, which reflects itself in his thinking, evil is present with him. Hallelujah. And this is something that we must all be aware of as we try to serve God. That in your attempt to do the good, evil will be present with you. And because of that, your attempt to do good is actually the means by which God will purify you. Actually, that is how the spiritual life works. The spiritual life, our regeneration, it deals with the commandments of God as to what to do and what not to do. Do you understand that? Now, in our attempt to turn away from what we must not do, we are doing what we must do. Do you get it? So these two work or go hand in hand. So if God requires of you a step, what he's trying to do is that he's trying to position you in a state where the evils in you will rise up against you. So for instance, your evils, as you are there, without God coming into your life, they are very calm and ruling nicely and you are in a very cool state. Do you understand that? Like some of you are very happy in your life and your life is smooth till you came to church. You get then a few things were shared and you realize that now you that you are freely doing certain things now, you cannot freely do them. You get it? Now, it does not mean that it is the fault of the Word of God. It means that the Word of God has this ability to bring out the demons that are hiding in your life because they are ruling. And with demonic activity, when the demons are threatened in terms of their rulership in your life, that is when they rise up. Please, you get it. So the Word of God begins to instruct you. As you make the Word of God your life, then you begin to realize that the demons also rise up. And it is for that purpose. Because if the demons don't rise up, they cannot be defeated. Hallelujah. 
Please, you get it. That's why you cannot list all your sins today and repent of all of them now. Even the ones I have not done and the ones I used to pray. You cannot sit here and repent of all your sins. It doesn't work like that. You can't repent of all your sins here in church. Do you get it? So some people say, confess your sins. I don't mind if you confess your sins, right? But it is for you to now come to terms with the fact that these things that you did are evil. So I tell people that even when it comes to apology, okay, apology is a form of confession, okay? It's for the benefit of the one apologizing. It's not for the benefit of the one being apologized to. If you apologize to, what do I get? If I have some satisfaction from your apology, I have a problem. So in order not to have a problem, I must make sure I derive no satisfaction. Oh, no, why do you want to be apologized to? It's your ego that needs that. It is of no use to you. Do you get it? Please, is it here? Then the one that does not want to apologize will also say that. See, pastor said that we should not be apologizing. No. If I love you, I would want that you apologize. But it is not for me. It is for you. Because apology is a way of admitting to your fault. It's the beginning of repentance. It's like that admission that this kind of step that you took was wrong. That is not repentance. Do you get it? It's just the admission. It's the beginning. Repentance itself will happen when you have opportunity to do it again. Hallelujah. That's why you can't sin. Like maybe you are into some things. You finish doing it and then you kneel down and you ask for forgiveness of sins. It doesn't work like that. It's not that like God doesn't forgive. God already doesn't have any problem with you. Please, if I say God doesn't have a problem with you, I don't mean he doesn't have a problem with what you are doing. It's like he's not angry with you. He's not fighting you. Do you get it? He wants to help you. So you kneeling down to ask God for forgiveness is just you trying to come to terms with the fact that what you have done is bad. Do you get it? And it's important because without that, then you will not prepare yourself for the actual repentance when you have opportunity to do that particular evil again. Do you see? So if you finish doing whatever about you are doing, you can kneel down and tell God you are sorry. Do you get it? Or you can sit down and do it if you want. But that's not repentance. Hallelujah. So apology is not repentance, but it helps you to come to terms with what you've done so that you can actually take the steps of repentance. Please you understand that. So the point then is that in trying to do the good, it is a law that evil will then be present with you. It is not a strange happening. It is a law. You see, I told you that your regeneration cannot be separated from the work of the ministry. I've shared this here with you before, isn't it? And it's important to note it because if you don't understand it, then the work of the ministry will be something that you do and sin. So you'll be sinning whilst you do it. Do you get it? Because you have reduced it to the action. So if you're able to help somebody, teach somebody, encourage somebody, take a step that helps somebody to get closer to God. If you're able to take that step, you rate what you are doing by the step itself that you took. But you have to rate it by the motive of it, why you took that step. On the outside, it should be that you took the step for the person's good. Do you get it? But on the inside, is that the case? And this is an important thing that you need to confront if you are going to work for God. Now, if you confront it well, 
then working for God will become a purging experience for you. It becomes a process of growth for you. So you set out to help people, but you are being helped in the process. Do you understand that? You set out to take steps for people to be transformed. That's why the idea that you must sit down till you are perfect, then you step out to be useful to God. It doesn't work because God has actually arranged it so that in your attempt to be useful, always in our regeneration, it's always our attempt to be useful that allows us to be transformed. In our attempt to bring forth good, in our attempt to do the will of God, in our attempt to obey God, in our attempts to take the right steps, that is when we actually have the chance to be changed. That is when we are confronted with the evils that are with us. Do you understand that? So for instance, if I stand here, the evils that are with me will confront me. Do you get it? As Pastor Brian came to stand here, the evils that are with him will confront him. Now, if you don't know this, then you may find a way of escape without actually knowing what is going on, without dealing with what is going on. You may find a way of escape. You may think that you must just learn how to speak publicly, or you must learn how to look above the people and speak. You see, if I stand here and your demeanor affects me, do you understand that? So that I'm able to speak in the way that I must speak to you. It's a sign to me that I have a problem. Do you understand that? If you go to share something with somebody and you are afraid for yourself as you go to share it, it's a sign that you have a problem. Now, the sign does not mean that you shouldn't share till you have solved the problem. Actually, what will happen is like, to deal with this, you must continue to share it. You must follow on to share it. You must follow on to do what it is that you are shaking whilst you do it. You must follow on to do it. If you don't follow on to do it, you don't stand a chance. Do you understand that? So once I see that these are the things that are with me, then my being useful to God end up becoming a reminder of these evils. So anytime then I stand before you to speak, it is these evils that will confront me. And the more I don't yield to the instructions of these evils, but still the evils will be present with me. The more I don't yield to the instructions of these evils, the more God will get the chance to actually remove them from my heart. Because this evil that is present with you, you cannot remove them from your heart. The evil that you can play a part in its removal, really, is the one that you do on the outside. That you feel like you're a part of it. But the one that you are very helpless about, and you realize that no matter what you do, it is still there. As you are not obeying it, it is still there. It has not left. That one, it is the Lord that will remove it from your heart. Hallelujah. Please understand that. So maybe you are trying to serve God. You are trying to do things. Maybe there are things that are even obvious to you now that these things are stopping you. That is the point. In your attempt to do good, these evils that are present with you are actually what God is also after. So as you do the good, God is also after these evils in you. And if you will go according to how God wants you to do it, then you find that these evils are removed. Hallelujah. Please understand that. So your journey of usefulness is also how God will change you. And it's important that you notice this. Actually, the reason why I'm sharing this message is not even to tell you that God will change your heart because that one you know, but it is for you to be careful in your attempt to be useful to God. For you to know that your usefulness to God is not a sign that you have arrived. The fact that a thought of good has come into your mind to do does not mean that you must do it. You see, 
if you judge good based on the action itself, oh, this thing is a good thing, right? So let me do it. If you do that, you will easily be deceived. It should not be judged just on the outside that it is good. The motive of it too must be judged. The method of it too must be judged. So as we are trying to work for God, we are then not free. We are not free to just go about and do things for God. We must understand that when we are trying to do what is good, evil is present with us. And because of that, our attempt to serve God must be done carefully. Maybe you may find that you have the gift of prophesying to people. Otherwise, by the time you realize you have shared many things with people that God did not ask you to go and share. You have said many things to people that is not even accurate. But you have believed in this, your gift to the point that you think that in that area, you are infallible. I tell people that when I hear something from God, my first thought is that it's not from God. That's my first thought. It's not because it's nice to do it. It's because I know some of these things. Do you understand that? So if I tell you that this thing is true, it's not from the need to be right. Do you see? But if you don't deal with yourself, you may be saying things to people from the need to be right. Now, that need to be right is an evil that is in your heart. It's there. So if you don't let God help you with this, you will find that then you seem to be taking steps for God, right? But if we put everything together, its effectiveness does not actually augur well for what God is trying to build. Please, you understand that? It's not effective. I tell you, my campus this people prophesying to people by force. And there are people who are currently confused about their lives now because of prophecies they received from careless people when they were on campus. Was there a gift? Probably. You see, you think you have a gift, so you don't judge what you hear. No, so you mean that anything that comes into your mind is divine. Do you get it? So if you have a thought about Pastor Camper, then it's from God. If you have a thought about Pastor Nene, then it's from God. Then you go about prophesying it to Pastor Camper, Pastor Nene, right? Why will you think that way? Are you not human again? You are human, right? Yeah, so it means that this thought that you have, you may say, oh, if I prophesy, it will help him, right? But you have to understand that when you want to do good, evil is present with you. If you understand that, then you'll be careful. You will then subject yourself to scrutiny. People like that, when even another person is trying to lead them on the path of scrutiny, they become offended. Why? Because they think that it's rather a limitation that is being placed on them. But if you genuinely want to produce good, scrutiny is your friend. Judgment is your friend. Do you understand that? Because then eventually, whatever you are bringing, if it is judged, then it can be accurate. Is that not what you want to do? But except what you are doing is for your own glory, then to be judged is to actually bring down your glory. Do you understand that? And these are things that arise when we try to bring forth fruits. So we must know that when we have even decided to work for God, evil is present with us. Our working for God is not a sign of graduating to the third heavens. Do you understand that? Actually, from the beginning, that's why we spent time during the special program to explain that. Well, as we are at the beginning stages here, we are working for God. Because that is what even gives you more opportunity to be transformed. It is important to understand this. And the best thing is to let God help you to judge your own self. Do you get it? If you let God help you to judge your own self, you find that you are the number one person that will be judging the things that are coming to you. 
You'll be judging your motives. You see, at times you think that, oh, even if your motive is not right, the good must be just go ahead and then do it, right? But you may find that if your motive is right, your thinking will be right and the approach to it will be better. The wisdom with which it will be done will be better. So this is an important thing to take note of if we are really going to work for God. That this is how God changes you. Not just changes the other person. This is how God changes you. Because some of you, your gift will produce a few results here and there. That is when you realize that you like it. Do you see? You like it, the attention is coming on you. But you are still quietly like a nice person, sweet guy, very cool guy. You are working for God, right? It's like becoming rich. When we discuss marriage, some of the things that is likely going to put you in a situation where you'll be unfaithful at counseling is sudden riches. Do you see? Oh, no, 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 no. You see, some of the evils are quiet inside you because you don't have the means yet. Some of you husbands, you are not cheating because if you take a side chick, it will be expensive. Your, your money doesn't reach, right? So when you calculate, it doesn't make sense. So you stop, right? But what if you hit a jackpot? And then you can travel quickly to Dubai and go and fornicate and come. Like, you can just say you're going to Accra and come, right? But by the time you come the following day, so you went to Dubai and you've come. You can put distance between you and the evils that you do so that where you live your normal life, it will not be seen, right? So if you, if you can buy anything you want, you'll be dead in five years' time. Do you see? Because it's not that now you are very moderate with your eating and things. Your money doesn't reach. Do you see? If your money could reach, I'm sure <laughs> what you'll be frying and eating and challenging. Do you see? So you'll find then that before you had a very low self-esteem, okay? God, why will he use me? Do you see? So you feel like you don't have a problem with pride. As if low self-esteem people are not proud, right? So you start doing a few things and even you come and stand here and say, Charlie, I did this guy in here. Then everybody, you see, that's one of the things about endorsing people, right? For example, if I come and say, oh, Charlie, this person carries some anointing, you find that all of a sudden you have some disciples from here coming to look for you. Do you get it? It's something like this. When your evil kicks in, you begin to think that it is because of you that those people have come, but you don't know, right? Why won't you see it? Why don't you remember the day that you were endorsed? You won't remember, right? You begin to feel like I have a special relationship with God, right? And then this is a come. My point is, why do you want to think that way? Then that's when you say, okay, before such endorsement, you seem to be very calm and quiet and humble. But now you have entered another level where like the grace of God is working in your life in a powerful way, right? That is when another evil too shows itself up. Do you get it? And it is not for you to be disappointed. It is for you to understand that that is how it is. Do you know what Paul said? Say that I beat my body so that after I have preached unto others, I will not become a castaway. Do you get it? So he's preaching to people, but he understands that in the process of preaching itself is his own salvation. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should not be a castaway. So there's a lot of preaching to others and trying to help others 
that if you don't in the process beat down your body, bring it into subjection, you will be a castaway. Please, you get it. But the human flesh is such that when you are doing these things, it confuses you to think that you have arrived, especially when the people themselves begin to confirm that you are blessing them. Now, I believe that this is a timely message. You understand? And it's important. It's important because, you see, when you are there quietly, the enemy can leave you alone. But when you also decide to rise up for God, you'll be surprised that the enemy can enter amongst us. And it is because of this problem. Because we decided to rise, but in our rising, we did not understand that we must be transformed in the same process. So human beings, we are wired so that we believe the hype. We believe the songs people will sing about us. Do you get it? And God allows that people will praise you for something good you are able to do. Do you get it? God allows that what he used you for, people will say, oh, thank you, God bless you. You really blessed me. But he does not allow you to think that it is of you that such things have been produced. Do you get it? But a human being has issues. You even be telling yourself that these things don't move you, but they move you, Papa. And it is changing you and it is turning you into something. Then what God wants to do with you further, it stops there. So in that process, you stop being a servant of God. You become a servant of hell. Everybody can be a servant of hell at any point. Hallelujah. So you stop being a servant of God, you start being a servant of hell. And it is because you did not understand that in that situation, there was an evil that was present with you. Do you see? There was an evil that was present. Why? Because you want to feel that because you're able to do such good, then you are a perfect person. It's a human feeling. Because you're able to do some powerful thing, then you're a perfect person. That's why at times your powerful things are long distance apart. Once every three years. Why? Because that feeling that you are something because of the good that God has brought through you is upon you. And that feeling is the evil that is present with you. Hallelujah. At times, you may begin to show some few powerful abilities to bless people, which is necessary. That's what we want here. Actually, the kind of service we'll be having in the future, I don't even know. Do you see? Because it's an orderly but chaotic service. This way is one type of service. But we have different types of services. Do you understand that? I intend for every grace upon everybody's life to be sharpened, to be used amongst the brethren, and to be used out there as well. Do you understand that? So powerful things are coming. Do you see? But we must understand that when we want to do good, evil is present with us. Otherwise, we cannot go or we cannot get to where God wants us to be. So you do a few things here. Then you think that an attempt to correct you is an attempt to put you down. Do you get it? Let me tell you the truth. For instance, me being in charge of this place, if I cannot rise up to correct you and to shut you down, do you see? Like your spirit has come, but to shut you down. If I cannot do that, we can't go to where we are going. We have to get back into the wilderness for a few years. Yes, because then the enemy can enter any of us and turn us into something. Please understand that. At times you feel like, hey, I know what God is using me for, right? But God also has put in place authority. 
you get it? So your evil that is present with you at times will be an attempt to reject authority. It will shock you. It will be like a certain level of feeling of, oh, so leader, you see, it's also a man, right? Your cell leader, cell leader. Your pastor, oh, he's also a man. Do you get it? Can't he get things wrong? You see, the point is, what are you using that for? Do you get it? He being a man and the fact that he can get something wrong, that thing, what are you using it for? That's how you judge things. What is it supposed to do in your own life? This thinking that you are having now. That's when a true thought can actually be the hand of the enemy working against you. Because it is true that there are ordinary people, they are also men, right? But what is he trying to do in your life now as you sit there thinking that? So you realize that the person will try to threaten you a little bit here and there, right? And then you would think that it's a sign that the person does not understand the ministry God has given to you. Meanwhile, you didn't know anything. You didn't have anything. It's the same leader that has followed you, encouraged you, chased you, prayed for you, taught you. It's the same pastor that has visited you, laid hands on you. You have something now, right? But you can believe that the person does not understand what God is trying to do in your life. It's an attempt to make you break ranks. Now, when that happens with you, you must know that evil is present with you. What God is using you for is being done, but evil is present with you. And if that evil is not seen as the enemy, right, that evil will end up destroying you. It's important. Then, at times, this feeling of might. You see, human beings, we are funny. Like you can do a powerful thing, right? And then you go home and you feel so mighty coming from church, right? That your wife must lift your hand and put it in your other hand and then sit you down. When they start to contradict you a few times, disagree with you, you don't believe it, right? You don't believe it, say what? Evil is present with you. No, you understand it because it's a problem. And human beings, what is wrong with us is what is wrong with us. So, so you get home, your husband is trying to direct you or bring up some few things and you feel like, no, Charlie, this is you and God, your friendship, you know, the level that it is, you know, this husband walking about like a normal person, what does he have to say? Do you get it? And you know that then evil is present with you because this is not the result of a bad thing you went to do. This is a result of God using you. But my point is that because of that, the evil that is with you at that level too will show up. And it is God who is trying to help you as he uses you. As the evil has shown up, you must go back to God and ask for help. Hallelujah. So that is how it is. You pray, you see a vision, you have a dream, then you go and check, right? Then it is correct. The person even confirms and you say, it's daito, daito. From that day, every dream you have is correct. No. Do you know why your first dream was even correct? Because you were not sure that your dreams are even correct. You must remain unsure for the rest of your life. You will only be sure if God confirms it. You're a human being. How can you generate powerful things? You can't. It is from God. So you must doubt what your vessel can produce and trust what God can produce through your vessel. You see, what your vessel can produce by itself, you must doubt it. Then you trust what God can produce through your vessel. And these two ways of thinking, they are compatible. 
Some of you feel like, I feel very confident. So an attempt to get you to judge what you are feeling now is seen as an attempt to destroy your confidence, right? No, you can judge what you are feeling, judge what you are dreaming, judge what you are seeing in your vision and still be confident. Because that one, the confidence comes after the judgment and that's better. Some of you already, people rally around you because they've seen some light upon you. Don't turn the light into darkness. So if you shared a few things and then somebody is not even in church has seen that, hey, Charlie, you speak wisdom. From that day, you started speaking foolishness. Why? Because you quickly try to take steps to let the person keep thinking that you speak wisdom. Do you see? You are still talking, but inside your heart, you, know, you like it that they say you speak wisdom. So as you are trying to still share the word of God, the spirit of it is that you are trying to maintain that view or if you get the chance, lift it to a higher level for them to even say that, Charlie, I thought you speak wisdom, but now they... <laughs> what I'm saying, I'm the only person. Yes, it's a human problem. So if you don't understand this, by the time you realize it started well, you're trying to help the person, but the enemy entered it and everything ended. You have to understand. So when you understand this, you begin to have signage around, signs of an impending problem. Now you put markers around. So when something happens now, you know that, hey, when some powerful thing, God uses you might know, you know that, hey, okay, 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 okay. So as you are being told that, oh, God bless you, which is good, right? You are also quietly shaking like a leaf because you know what is coming and you are asking God to deliver you. If we don't act this way, then God will use us. It will be like, hey, God has started using us, then we plateau. And that will be the end of it. But we did not realize that as God is using me, he wants to change you as well. John chapter 15, verse 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, right? That it may bring forth more fruit. And we know the difference. The more fruit is not plenty. It's in the quality. So there's a fruit bearing also before the higher fruit bearing. Do you get it? And whilst we are in this, we mix it. There's a fruit bearing or the good that we produce, the uses we produce, that evil is present and we are battling the evil and we are still trying to produce the use. Then as God changes us, its quality also becomes better. Please do you understand that? So when we bear fruit, then we'll be purged, right? Purged from what? So you can bear fruit whilst there's evil present, right? Yes. Then as you recognize the evil and you don't yield to it, you look to God for help. As you are still bearing the fruit, you will be purged from that evil so that the quality of your fruit or the uses that you are performing will improve. But we must understand it. When you see something about somebody, what enters you, the trail that enters you, right? Sit down and judge it. You saw a vision about somebody. The trail that enters you, where is it from? What is it for? You find that you are just excited that, Charlie, you have seen something. It makes you something, right? You're excited. The truth must be that you have the opportunity to help somebody. But you see that you can know this, that hey, this should be the trail. But as you have also seen the thing, it is not that that is the trail. Do you understand that? So you are trying to force it to be the trail, but it's not the trail. Do you see? So you force it. You are not yielding, but you are trying. You go and deliver the message, right? Don't worry, the spirit that you cast, it will not be as strong as if that trail was genuine. But it is still powerful. Hallelujah. It's still some good, right? But it is not like that trail was genuine. If the trail were to be genuine, the spirit that will go forth 
will be stronger. But it's okay. You keep fighting it. You keep looking to God for help. You find that one day you betrayed and you're about to check to see if the true cry is that true that you know you don't like, but it is there. And then you find that it's a different kind of trail. Then you know that God has come to. There, in that respect, the spirit that is behind your offering will be stronger than before. You see that there's been a change. You realize that God goes forth in a stronger way through you. It's like pipes. You see, pipes that have been there for a long time. When water is not passing through, we don't worry about whether it is clogged, right? A block here and fire. But as water is passing through, we see actually the water pressure is small. Then you start cleaning it, and that's God cleaning your pipes up. And then the water can flow. The water can flow. The water can flow. So the water, the way it starts from where it is coming, no? nothing inhibits it. So it's able to come fully. But we must have this understanding. When you're about to write something on your status, ask why. So if you have to stop checking those who have viewed your status, because it's evil that makes you check. This, or you're now realizing it. I'm not saying if you check, it's evil, but I'm telling that for some of us, it is evil that will make us check. When God finally delivers you, you can find a spiritual reason why you must check, like depending on the post anyway. But you find that you post something, and it was some powerful wisdom, like a fraud boy's wisdom, right? Some powerful wisdom that Charlie. Are you there and then some wisdom just enters you, right? And then if you see the wisdom, you know that it came from God, you get it. Then what is your immediate reaction? Some of you, wisdom that you should have brooded on for maybe two weeks. When it came, you put it on your status, right? And because you did that evil thing, the spirit that the wisdom came with, which was the spirit of brooding, that spirit left. You will say that you are going to put it there, then you come and brood back, please. If you have a testimony of being able to successfully brood, after you have obeyed the evil, you had to send the shining crown out there so people will see the challenge. That's why you compete over who said what and who said what first. That's why you find it somewhere to say that this wisdom is from somebody. But as long as is, you think that, why will you do it? No, but if your heart is in the right place, why won't you do it? But the evil in your heart will tell them, oh no, don't tell people that this person taught you. Don't tell people that this thing that you are saying, you read it from here. Do you see why? Does it diminish the message? No, it diminishes you, right? And then you have a problem. You have a problem with being diminished. Hallelujah. Even in academia, they say, Charlie, give what? Citation. To put it something, something, and then a tell. Yes. <laughs> because it's not yours, right? Even the one you learned it from is quoting somebody. It's telling you that you also learned it from someone by you. And it shows so when you gather your children, and you, speak, you speak like, all your wisdom is self-generated. It's as if say, it's a way to bless them, right? But no, I'm telling you that evil is present with you. If this evil is not dealt with, it will go and then it will shut you down. Hallelujah. So these are evil, but you see, they are not even stop your addictions. These are the evils that those who try to work for God did. But if you don't take care, you will not pay attention. The evil of pride, do you see? That kind of desire to be honored so that you told the line of the people you are teaching, you are helping, the people you are looking after. You'll be saying things for them to be happy with you. Do you get it? And you feel like you're anointed. Because if you switch to that area of operation too, things flow. You think that it's only when the anointing comes upon you that things flow. When you also switch to 
what your heart wants and what you believe will deliver your heart's desires, even though your heart desires are evil, you also flow. Like as I'm speaking, I can speak for you to be happy with me, right? And I won't feel like there's no anointing. I actually feel very anointed and very eloquent. If there's a smile on your face, I can say something to extend that smile. You understand that? It can be done. And you won't feel it. So you will find that you are even sharing the word of God, but you are not sharing the word of God. Like on the outside you are, but because you have not recognized that evil is present with you, you are doing something else altogether. Hallelujah. Like some of you, you try to help somebody, then you find you are very big on being respected by the person. But it's an evil that is present with you. You say, oh, but if they don't respect you, how can I, like if they don't honor the anointing, if they don't honor the anointing, how can I bless them, right? But you can say all you want. But when you quietly sit down and cast what is your problem? Well, your problem is that you want to be respected. It's something you want. Hallelujah. And it shouldn't shock you. It shouldn't shock you that you want to be respected. Or you have convinced yourself that these small, small uses you are performing, you are an angel now. You are perfect now. Should it shock you that, hey, sir, you are somewhere in your heart, and it's because you really like being respected. So then you can enter a group of people, everybody is just lying down for you. But you sure your attention will go on that guy or that woman that is not lying down for you. So you quickly isolate the person. You have a problem. The person has a problem, but you also have a problem, right? So if you are going to go about it in the way that Jesus said we should solve problems, he said, take the log from your eyes, right? That's how we address problems in the kingdom. Take the log from your eyes, then you will be able to see clearly to take the speck from your neighbor's eyes. So if the person has a problem, you also have a problem. So which one should we deal with first? You're the one going to bless. I wouldn't say call bless. I wouldn't even answer, right? So deal with your problem first. You realize that just working for God is this pumping lifestyle of not being free. Yes, I tell you, if you just allow yourself to flow in the spirit that is bubbling up in your heart, you could really flow and things will be nice and you move on. But that spirit is also a bad spirit. You are going to fight it. So you can fight the spirit that you are confused. You can fight. Say that your eloquence vanishes. Even your words, you forgot. It's like plenty things. So when somebody is trying to preach you or bless you and the thing becomes my amanya, hey, Please, if you come and stand there, you die are sitting there, you see, that devil that is fighting the person, it hasn't appeared because you are not doing this one. If you also come and stand there to do it, right, you find that, hey, maybe your own devils, you'll be shocked. So you are there marking, okay, statement saying, well, I'm complete. No, I'm starting to say, coherent them. Like the way our pastor came to preach, he was quite coherent, right? And then, at times, you are so much fighting that you've even forgotten that this thing you said it like four times. To me, that is how you must feel when you are trying to serve God. Do you see? If you are too free, you are likely casting forth some spirit that you should not be. Hallelujah. You preach something, somebody rejects it, you are angry. Oh, you are offended. I tell you, say, oh, they say we shouldn't be angry, but <laughs> it's no good that I'm angry, but no, why are you angry? That's a sign that evil is present with you. Because if I come to help you and you say you don't need my help, should I be angry? 
the spirit with which I came is that you need help. So I pity you. That's why I've come. If you reject my help, then we hope that you'll be fine without me. Is that not the case? But say you are angry, offended, and that means I will not help people like that again. You see, evil is present with you. So you see that this small trying to work for God, you know, if you take it seriously, you see a lot of things. So you get to see a lot of the evils that are hiding there somewhere. They say we should study the scriptures, right? We should listen to the messages. But why are you trying to let it enter into your communication? How many messages you have been listening to in a day? If you, it's not the subject. That's what you're, but you're talking to the brethren and it's like, Charlie, this is Charlie, the messages. We try, we try. We are not there yet, but at least we try. And some five messages a day, then we try. <laughs> we are just talking about understanding the word of God, but somehow it's almost like you cannot progress whilst you are hidden. You cannot be happy and you don't have strength to carry out the things that would mean that you are ascending. You don't have strength to carry out these things, right, whilst you are hiding. People must see you. Like those one way in SS, you go and learn, you end your learning. You are there one o'clock that you started feeling sleepy, right? But if you return from the classrooms around that time, who will see you? So you sleep, sleep there, then around 5, 5.30, when people are also trying to run away to the classroom area, they also are now coming down, you see. And I realized that, hey, when we instance, people got a lot of glory from that. I even realized that people were seen as sharks because they did that. So, which I made it my business to be finding out how well they do in their car. And then you realize that, oh, oh God, that, that, you that you are sleeping, <laughs> just sleep. <laughs> so, you realize that at times, by some, this thing you've prayed for some two hours uninterrupted. Do you see? By the time everybody knows. Meanwhile, it's just that day. And if you had kept quiet and maybe you had understood that, Charlie, this one, God, you helped me. Oh. So tomorrow to help me, why? Like if you had understood that way, maybe tomorrow you'd have gone two hours, three hours, right? But you quickly needed somebody to know. You have obtained your glory in the sight of men, right? You needed somebody to know. That is evil present with you. You have labored in prayer for somebody. And then there are changes happening in the person's life. You want to quickly come and show up that look. We've been laboring for you for a while now since the Lord brought a few things to our attention. <laughs> that's why that's your last job. You see, it's your last job because how God brings up to you, you've blocked. It's not that God says, hey, your last job. No, your heart is closed now. How will God bring something else to your attention? Are you even the one that solved the person's problem? You just prayed. I tell you, some are low prayers. Oh, have you seen that prayer that it works? You don't even know. You agree that somebody else was praying to support God. If it is just this yourself, <laughs> then you want to say that it's you. You want to own up. You see, this one, it's as if you are not trying to own up. But human beings can orchestrate and come and sit down quietly like... It's not today that they will mention their name that they were really helpful. But it's today. But they've orchestrated. And they've come to say, when they mention, oh, oh, glory to God. <laughs> Meanwhile, your heart is bouncing and it's not bouncing 
in appreciation to God. You are just excited that you are getting some glory. You get it? So if God and Kasano, he had made it that you have to be totally clean before you can work for him. Like, we'll be home, right? <laughs> we just relax. But the beautiful thing is that you can start working for him and through working for him, become clean. But you must know it. Don't deceive yourself into thinking that working for God, being useful to God means you are clean. Don't deceive yourself into thinking that. That God uses you powerfully, then you are the best of persons now. Check your heart and you find the evils that are present with you. If we take this thing on board, the enemy cannot win against us as we try to work for God. So what will you do? That's the question. What will you do? So God wants us to know this. That when we want to do good, evil is present with us. Hallelujah. You see, I go after credit. You want to be credited. These are things that you have to start not going after. Like, you can be the one responsible and nobody knows. And of course, the enemy can follow you there so that you are proud that you are responsible, but no one knows. And then when you get it, you share it with a few people how you were even responsible, but you didn't let anybody know that you are responsible. God will help us. God will help us. God will help us. So all the things that we are trying to do, we'll do. Amen? All the things that God is leading us to do, we'll do. All the lives that God will lead us to touch, will touch those lives. But we'll also not forget this principle. It's a law that when I want to do good, evil is present with me. Then, something that you don't want to do, you have to start doing. You have to start showing your back. When I say showing your back, do you know what it means? You see, it's an evil in the heart of a person that you want others to think that you just came. Like, nobody made you. Look, let me tell you, when I discovered the things I was teaching, do you know what I could have done? I could have made myself a god over you. No, I have all the documents, I have all the books, the parchments. <laughs> you don't have anything. So I'll be sharing with you piece by piece and teaching you like, is God visiting me to teach me all these things? And when I say the Lord taught me, you misconstrue it, right? You think that God visited me, sat me there and taught me. Meanwhile, it's also true that another person will teach you that is the Lord teaching you, right? But I'll let you think the other one. And I'll convince myself that, but I didn't say, but you'll be thinking it. Because the way it will be said, you know, the other side, you think that, hey, then this person is special. Do you get it? Then as I'm special, do you know what it means? It means that if I turn you here, you turn. Because I'm a special son. Do you understand that? <laughs> you are not. I'm special to God. You are not. That's why God has shown me this. He didn't show any of you. And visited me personally to teach me some of these things. Right? Then I would have cornered you. You think you would know, but you wouldn't. Hallelujah. But you think that that evil, no. Oh, then it wasn't there in your heart. You see, I give you my book. Every book I've read, I tell you. The pastors, the elders, they know. That's why they also come tell, tell you. So it filters down. At times I'm talking, so I was reading this from Swedenborg and I was blessed. Some of you, of the left eye, everywhere. I showed everywhere. Do you know what that does? It is heartbreaking to do it. But that heart must break. Because when you are sharing things with people and they are beginning to look at you like you just appeared from heaven. And you just tell them that, look, oh, 
Aka Kanwe. You walk away like you're nobody, right? Yeah. And that's what you must do. Show people where you're coming from. Don't behave as though you there. No, nobody. You're yeah, big on nobody is special, right? Yeah. You think that it's easy to come to that conclusion? No. You have to fight yourself, fight yourself, fight yourself and come there. Hallelujah. You have to learn to show. When you are progressing, show it. That dude, Charlie, I read this from you. I was blessed. So you can also read it. I watched this, so I was blessed. You can also watch it. I chanced upon these people. Who is this? I think second year. That's when I discovered, that, oh, sir, there are CDs by preachers. I was in second year on campus. I was using the same thing to explain to somebody in Accra that, look, I'm sure if you even follow God, you may be able to do greater things. Because me, it was university second year that I discovered they said preaching CD in this world. Senior will be a preacher. It was in the university second year that I found one. I saw one. You understand? You may be JHS who say, oh, you preaching. You have been associated with ministry. I just woke up around that time that, hey, I want God to call me. That's the time. You see, but even when you are young, you've had encounters, me, no encounter. I live my life like a normal person. You understand? So you too, if you are a normal person like me, then God can use you, right? Because this one is like, is it not the case? It's not very easy to just latch on to it. Well, you are normal people. But then me speaking to you, right? That no, you there, your normal is below this normal, right? No, you, you have no idea. So we went and we got CDs from some prophets. I had a friend, my friend, uh, Pastor Stanley, he knew people. Actually, even though we were friends, I was more of his disciple. Like me, the nature of me, I don't know anything. So when we in Cape Coast, then you're quiet, you're quiet, you're called PCDs, those days. That's when I found Noah Jones. So we'll go in, and they will come and sit in my house. Laptop will be there, we'll be sitting there. As we are listening to the message. Then we went again, the guy said, You won't give it to us. Oh! Like, <laughs> that's when my friend told me that, but he too is taking his preaching apart from there. Do you see? So it means that at times, if I show you, what I'm reading, and I'm preaching, you've been uh, this way. And so the mystery will be lost. So he said, he won't give it to us. Like Joe, like Joe, he didn't give it to us. He said, it's okay, it's okay. So he won't give the rest to us. So Saturday is as if he, then when you're teaching, they will know whatever. No, it doesn't matter. Why? Because at times, if they even know what you're coming to teach, and you say it again, is it not the change we want? So they should even know, hey, won't she answer the abetra? You understand? And then when we say for the second time, you will understand it. You understand? Then you also know that you must come with the spirit because it's not just to tell them words, but the spiritual sphere must be strong to help them on their way as they hear what it is that you are saying. How can God be with you, right? If this is your heart, if the little things he has shown you, it is for your glory, how can you be with God if this is your heart? So you have to show where you are coming from. It kills this thing in the heart. You have to show who taught you what. You have to show who you are listening to that you learned this thing from. What do you think? Yeah. Maybe from there, they won't listen to you again. It's okay. <laughs> what do you think? Have you shown somebody who you are listening to and they stopped coming to listen to? They went, and by the time they were listening to the people and they, they stopped listening to you. So if you even did it. I showed you a few things here and there, right? And then, when you come and sit here, come and sit here to pass time. Then on your own, you are reading certain things, right? If I'm still relevant, I must show, right? 
my relationship with God must show, right? So you go a full circle and come and now sit down quietly and listen again. Do you get it? And you must give room for that. It's people who must change. Has somebody come to tell you that they've been blessed by something that, but you taught them? <laughs> Do you get it? But times when the teaching is like that, at times for the person to even be in the presence of mind to be blessed by someone else, some foundational things should go by you. And by the time they are being blessed, it will not be obvious that what you taught them is what is making them blessed. It's okay. Is it not being blessed? So what you are crying for that hasn't happened, right? Now it's happening. Are you now offended because it's not by your hand? There's a common hand there. It's God's hand, right? Whoever it is, it is God's hand. Something like this is an important thing. To me, that is a blessing. But you know, it's not easy to think that way, right? Because evil is present with you. I want you to know it. But if you don't know that evil is present, it does things around you and does things without you even knowing that the enemy is here. But once you know, then you begin to see that, hey, so the enemy has been influencing many things that we do. Even when he has now, finally, we fought him, he has allowed us to say we want to serve God. The enemy is still on our case. And this time around, he's making us serve God, but with a foul motive. We are trying to make a name for ourselves. We are trying to build a tower onto ourselves. We are trying to gather people onto ourselves. And you see, people's respect like this, it can be very intoxicating. And you can hog it. So at times, your sheep you are bringing up, like maybe I come here, I say a few things and then hey, Charles, this is what Pastor Eben two carries. Right? And you see, there are members who are doing a prostitute ship or a sheep prostitute. That ship, or today is so a form and an alcohol. Do you get it? So, Charlie, they are best up as Eben. But I'm not staying Pastor, my, you're a sheep. So, you want to talk to show me what Pastor knew? Do you get it? Why not? That's when you pull a message that is good that one shepherd is shepherding you to avoid confusion, right? I'm telling you, evil is present with you. That message is actually sensible, right? But why are you preaching it at that time? Why are you not solving your problem? Remember, remove the thing from your eyes. Don't find a message to preach at the time that your problem is what must be solved. Your problem that you're offended that this person that used to adore you that made you also feel anointed to bless him. Which then we should question the anointing, right? Even the anointing, we have to question it too. But let's put it aside. Then you are now offended that this person is also visiting other people. Do you get it? Then Charlie, some guy is rising. You see how that is rising. Anointing man that is coming. Then you, some man that started early. You get like David and Saul, right? Saul, your people, the women. I seen that Charlie Saul killed this, but David, you see, they left him there. Or David mentioned David, so, but there is like the company. Hey! You see, some of these they don't know how to also be diplomatic with these things. So they start talking in a certain way. You that you have brought them up, uh, it's like somebody that has changed church. And God, oh, Charlie, this is I came, I found God here. Where you were, that God kept you, uh, and it's here that you've come to find God. <laughs> So people can talk in a way you become offended. My point is that deal with that offense if you are trying to work for God. If somebody is being blessed by another person, is it not the point? So you force yourself to be happy. 
But you are forced yourself, you are like, it's not, then you say, God, God should remove this problem from you. And God will deliver you. It's like magic. God will deliver you. One day you realize, oh, actually, they should even be blessed more. You start organizing because it's the ship yours. But you know, the message that the ship is not yours is not enough to keep you from taking the ship as yours. Because there's an evil there. That's why you can preach. You can know all the messages. So you can preach them. The ship is not yours, but you think the ship is for you quietly in your heart. But you can preach it. Hallelujah. So show where you are coming from. It's very difficult to do, but show where you are coming from. And then don't be afraid to say what your faults are. So you, you see, as you are blessing people, they may begin to deal with you as though you are flawless. But you too should be preaching that you have flaws. And be sharing examples of your own life. You see, see at times when you are standing you are sharing things, you are tempted to share when you have overcome and things, right? Share also your problem. Please understand that. Like, don't make yourself into some perfect person as if it will help your message. It will not. You see, at times you want to convince yourself if the person sees that you are normal, you to have issues, it will sort of diminish your message. It will not. You that you don't want to be diminished. So you too, don't be afraid to show that you don't know something. Don't be afraid to show that you don't understand something. Don't be afraid to show that you are also dealing with things. Do you understand that? When the enemy confronts you, don't be afraid to show that you also are confronted by the enemy. At times, when you are blessing people, you like to speak in the past, as though all your problems are in the past. Do you get it? Maybe you just dealt with something a week ago, but you say that, oh, some time ago. You don't want a person to know that you are fresh from dealing with this problem. You know, some time ago, and you leave it to a person's mind, because some time ago, it's like about three years, four years ago. No, it's just three days ago. So we are even now testing whether you are really out of the trouble. You see that evil is a strange thing. Yeah, because you want to be this mighty God, right? In the sight of the person. So don't be afraid to share what your problem is. Don't be afraid. Third one. Don't be afraid to apologize when you think you have gotten something wrong or you have not done well. So maybe you are trying to help somebody. You are trying to shepherd somebody by something and then you didn't do well. At times, even if the person has not noticed, still apologize. So say it. Say that this and I misjudged it. This one, I misunderstood it. Do you understand that? This one, it wasn't as clear to me as it should have been. Or even if you preach something and you get it wrong. You see, as you can preach something, you think it's very right, right. But when you go and sit at home and God is coming, you know that God, you should have come earlier than this, right? Because then, <laughs> I finished spoiling myself. So the problem is now two. It's not that you're coming to tell me that what I shared, it was wrong for me to learn. Now I have to also go and show that, Charlie, I'm fallible after all. And I, the person is beginning to really believe that I'm infallible. What are you trying to do, right? So I tell you, don't even let God speak to you. You move on. But let God speak to you. And then when you go, go back and correct it. Don't be afraid to preach something totally different from what you have preached before. Do you understand? Yes. Oh, then they won't trust you. Let me tell you one of the things that I've noticed. It's not that. I know there's an element of us to change your mind. Should we also wait to see if you will not come and change your mind again? What you are not understanding is that what you are preaching, eh, the people receiving it is not about you per se. It's about the message itself. So if you come to clarify something or you come to preach the correct one, the person will know. Those hearing you did themselves will know. It is not that you are infallible. That's why people will listen to you. 
Like, are you listening to me because I'm infallible? Like, really? No. So if you don't even want to show that you can't answer some questions, you think that the person will trust what you are saying because you are so perfect and so what you are saying, they must hear it. That's problematic. They must hear what you are saying, judge it, and then finally prove it in they applying it to themselves. There's a way to judge it by you analyzing it and checking what it will do. But the final proof of a message itself, you know, it is in its application. So it doesn't matter. Hallelujah. I know some of you don't even want to talk and share anything because you fear you might get it wrong. So you say, oh, I'm trying to get it right. Then I, you just fear having to come back and correct something. So you don't want to be seen as not knowing something. That's why you're not talking. But for talking here, yeah, if you know something else, you can say something. Except you want to talk like you are God. That's your problem. If you want to talk like you are God, you take eternity to even discover that it's not possible, right? right? That's how we want to be. We want to talk like we are God. Infallible. So don't do that. Hallelujah. So then to apologize. If you think you said something but it wasn't right, if you think it was misunderstood, if you clarify. When you move like that, it's as if then you are small, right? Because that's how people think. No, you are delivering yourself from evil. You are not letting the evil take over. So apologize. The fourth one, you must accept people that will be ungrateful and not let it influence how you continue to bless them. I can teach you on gratitude and how crucial gratitude is. But when you want to teach gratitude because you can't stand ingratitude, you have a problem. So you move to help people in spite of no matter the case, whether they are grateful or not, you move to help. So know that evil is present as you try to serve God. Evil is present. And so that evil must be overcome. If you're able to do this successfully, you realize that deciding to work for God, be in the ministry, deciding to be useful to God is the greatest decision because that puts you in the right place for transformation, even your own transformation to happen. I always tell you that if you are not trying to produce any use, you will not even understand why you should be consecrated. You will not even understand why you should turn away from evils. Because then what will it be for? But if it is in the path of being useful, producing results, being in the ministry, serving God, then you know that if you are not consecrated, you will not be able to produce this use in the way that God wants to produce it through you. So then it places value on consecration. I pray that God will help us to understand this so that the enemy will not us, of course. Close your eyes and let's pray.